Welcome back to Plus Her, a Stepmom's Journeys podcast. I am your host, Anne Laurie Forbes, stepmom to two amazing boys. And on this podcast, I share my personal journey as well as the journey of other stepmoms to pass on lessons learned, tips, and any advice to all my fellow stepmamas out there. With every episode and every story shared, we aim to change the evil stepmom narrative. We want to get to know her, understand her, and appreciate her. Hi, Nikki. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to the Plus Her Journey podcast. I'm so happy to have you. I'm happy to be here. It's been a long time coming, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm very excited to talk on this, to speak on this topic. Yes. And based on the conversation we had offline, I was just anticipating having you on the podcast. So here we are today. Excited. Yes. There's so many important things we need to talk about, but let's start off with the beginning of your stepmom journey. So tell me a little bit about the beginning of your stepmom journey. What was your experience entering stepmotherhood? Um, When I met my husband, he had his daughter and she was about, I think she was about like nine. And so like I would see him around. So we were friends. I would see him around with what was really striking to me was that how much of a great dad he was really involved every weekend, you know, see them like, Oh, Hey, da, da, da. so that was like really, really important. Like I, I, that was the first thing I took notice of. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously we started dating and then I had a son, he had Sharice. So um, it was important that obviously we spent time separately, but we also spent time with the kids together, whether they were together or at least one of them, you know, just with time, we got to know each other and obviously we got married and then we had a child together. So yeah, yeah, just like that. (laughs) You coming into this as a single mom, right? With your, Mm -hmm. with your son, what was your expectation for, you know, your future spouse in terms of requirements or expectation so for me, it was really important that anybody coming into my life, um, it, it was more of how my son interacted with that person. Like okay. if, if it came across very, if what, what I saw was he was excited, he was, um, he really was drawn to this person and this person was drawn to him and the relationship seemed authentic and genuine that was what was important to me like I needed to know that my son liked this person and that that hopefully that this would eventually grow into love and that the feelings were mutual and that this person really took a caring to my son because my son also um, at that time was just going through the diagnosis of him on the autism spectrum so that was also important that the person that I'm with really has an understanding of what that journey would look like. Cause I didn't even know what that would look like, but I, I knew that it was lifelong. Like it wasn't just like a one and done, like this person would have to be willing to go the distance with whatever this may look like. So yeah, that was really important for me in looking for, I guess, a, a, a partner. Right, right. Um, and because you had so because you had those expectations of your spouse, did did you put those expectations on yourself as well? Um, in terms of you becoming a stepmom, like did it help guide you into how you were going to step parent? 
It did. I, I've always had a genuine love for children. Like I love kids. So I, I knew that for me would be pretty easy. So it didn't feel like I would have had any challenges in terms of trying to connect with her, especially because she was younger, right? So I feel like, you know, when they are like maybe in their teenage years, it's, it's a little different. Um, but she was like at that, like she was pre, like pre preteen. So um, I felt like it was just like be, be myself and really just show her who I am and just really try to engage and hope that she would feel my likeness and then eventually love for her and that it would be reciprocated. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy you touched on it because that's one of the things I want to talk to you about today is step parenting a teenager. But before we get into that, I just want to go back a little bit about the beginning of your stepmom journey. Did you have support from family, friends, you know, your circle about you entering this parenting Uh, role? Did I have support? So I, I don't... Like my parents were super supportive, but I don't think it was ever discussed. Like it was when I'm thinking back, it was never really a conversation we had. Like it was never like, oh, you know, he has a child, so that might be hard. Like it was just never actually just really never came up because obviously I had a child, he had a child, so it was just it was just that. <laughs> so my parents were always always supportive, and then his parents were always supportive, but it was never. I guess it was more supportive of our relationship as opposed to what to do. Can I say like my, like I come from like my brother and I are like from my mom and dad. Right. So they don't really have any experiences on being a step parent. So I didn't think they could really offer. So I think that's probably part of the reason why it never really came up and there was no real, um, they never expressed any concerns about me potentially being a, a stepmom. Mm-hmm. That's interesting for me. Family was not on board right away. Yeah, they had some concerns about you know me going into this in my early twenties. But I I find it so interesting if a single mom finds a great guy and gets married, and it's the comments that I've heard. It's like, oh, that's so amazing that she was able to find someone to love her child and take her. And oh my goodness, like, thank God. But then if it's a dad who has a child and then a woman entering that, it's like, do you want to go into that? Do you really want to deal with all of that? So it's like, yeah, double standard. I will agree with you on that. Yes, there is a double standard. And I actually did not really pay attention to the double standard until like after we were married to be quite mm. honest. Like, so when you talk to people, they'll be like, oh yeah, you know, oh, you had, you had a job before. Oh my gosh, like you're so lucky to find somebody right. you had a child. And I'm just like, what? So what, you're damaged good because as a woman, you have a child. So, and, and I also feel like there's this expectation that, you know, as a single mom, it's almost like you're expected to, or you should just accept whatever whatever comes your way yeah whatever comes your way because you have this child and heaven forbid like you don't meet someone and you're going to raise this child alone so you're you're lucky to meet someone who accepted you with a child while for men it's like I just feel like it's a different it's it's a a total double standard like it's a different conversation like maybe are you sure you really want to date someone Mm -hmm. with a kid or you know are you sure you want someone like with a couple of kids even if they have children Absolutely. That's what I experienced at the beginning of my 
journey like those are the comments I received it's like do, are you sure you want to do this my my parents don't really have much experience with you know step parenting and whatnot yes. so they were looking at it like wow this is a lot to take on but then at the same time if they would see us a single mother getting married it was like it was so praised and I always told them I'm like well what if I had a child you know wouldn't you want someone to also love me and, and accept my children and all of that so it, it's just interesting the different comments depending on which side yes yes and, and it's very much so it is very much so a double standard which sometimes I can I can because of that double standard I can possibly understand why um, some single moms will find themselves in not the best or healthiest of relationships mm-hmm. for just to basically say that, you know, they have a male figure for their child or they're in a relationship for the sake of the child, but the relationship itself is not healthy, mm-hmm. right? So it's sometimes, I don't know, it's, it's just really, really weird just in how the double standard exists. Um, and it's, and it's very obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's why I asked you, you know, what was the support like for you going into this? I'm happy to hear that it was more so like you're happy, you found love and it wasn't yeah. so much on the role and, and whatnot. So that's, that's great to hear. Okay. So now let's go back to the whole teenager thing. <laughs> <laughs> Because we got, we have to talk about it. So, yes. you know how movies have negatively portrayed the stepmom role, right? And yes. at the same time, they also show stepchildren who are teenagers, they also show them to be like a complete nightmare, giving right. stepmoms the most grief, drama, challenge, like they make them like look like a complete nightmare. Um, right. and I myself, my oldest stepson, he's 17. Um, but I've been in his life since he was six. So, you know, we kind of grew together and established a relationship. So when he became a teenager, it wasn't like, I don't have that experience of right. my teenage son is a nightmare and whatnot. But I wanted to know for you, you um, entered your stepdaughter's life when she was like preteen. What are some yeah. of the joys and then some of the challenges you face of being a stepmom to a teenager? So it's funny. I find her, she reminds even now, then she reminded me a lot of myself like the things that she did were really typical teenage stuff like Mm. you know for for a short period of time she had lived with us so it was like wearing my clothes and (laughs) you know and the makeup and the toiletry so that was stuff I did with my mom right um she she was she was a good kid like I wouldn't say that she didn't do anything out of the normal like oh my god this child needs to leave she, she can no longer live with us because she's so this and that and that and this you know like there was always she's always been respectful um nothing nothing that I would find alarming like you know like you know the typical sometimes the kids are mouthy and they mm-hmm. talk back and they do you know things that they shouldn't that was pretty typical of her um she didn't do anything about, yeah she didn't do anything when I look back on it like Oh God, what? Like she? No, no. She was. She was good. She was pretty good. Nothing out of the norm for her. Okay, good. So basically, just like a stepmoms, um, stepchildren who are teenagers get a bad rap. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Because she was. She was good. Like I, I can't say like, oh my God, she was just the worst teenager ever. No, 
she she was pretty good and I think because maybe my teenage years mirrored hers in terms of like you know going out and breaking curfew and all those things like I was <laughs> familiar with those things so it was like I, I kind of felt like okay like you're not really pulling one over me like I I've been there done that okay been there so done that the I truth. know it all yeah like yeah like so where are you really going okay you're going to here so why didn't you just say so right mm-hmm. instead of why because I remember doing that as a teenager right and it just created more headache than anything and I feel like as a parent because I I came from a very very strict household so I always knew as a parent with my kids I didn't want to be as strict because I felt like you know sometimes those rules you know rules are meant to be broken but I feel like if if they're, you know, if they're so tight and so rigid, um, you're creating no room for leeway, no room for bend. And I always feel like it's important to, I want my kids to be able to come to me and ask me anything. The worst I can say is no, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, if it's something like, hey, can I go here? And it's going to be past like, we can talk about it. Like, where, where, did, where is it that you're going? And, okay, like, maybe you can't, you can stay late, but I have to pick you up type of thing you know so I always felt like yeah she was good she was really good like I have nothing really to look back on and be like yeah she was she was the worst Mm -hmm. um and I was just you kind of touched on it but I was going to ask you what is something that your parents did with you when you were a teenager that you are intentional about doing differently and you kind of talked on it about you know having more an open conversation um instead of being super strict but was there something else that your parents did that you decided you would do differently for your children especially when they're the teenager yeah it really was that because and I get it with my parents like I was the oldest right so there and then my brother and I are almost 10 years apart so they parented you know typical traditional West Indian Jamaican Mm -hmm. parents they parented with what knowledge they had right so my brother and I have very two different experiences they were more lax with him. He had more freedom. While everything was, if I asked to do something, which the answer was always pretty much no. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> I can't I get do it. it. I can't go here. If I'm going to the school, if I want to go to the school dance, um, the dance may start at nine, but it ends at like <laughs> eleven. Well, I need to be home at ten. But right. so to me, it was like that. I can only go for an hour. Like <laughs> you know. So that I just felt like. So I just felt when I have my own kids, I will never ever put them in a position where, you know, they might have to lie to me about doing something really silly, like, you know, like yeah. going to a dance or going over to a friend's house. And, you know, and if the answer is no, I'm going to explain to them why the answer is no, like, no, you're not doing that because you can't go to that person's house because I don't really like them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like they're, they're you're t- from what you're telling me, they're always in trouble and da, 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 da. So therefore, I don't think that's a good person for you to be around. But it, with my parents, it was just always no. And, and no explanation. No reason, no explanation. I had to accept it. Their rules are their rules. They are the boss. And that's, and, and that's it. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. mm, that didn't necessarily, <laughs> that didn't work out for us too well. Because I ended up moving out early. Like you all start rebelling. Things. Exactly, exactly. And which is what I didn't want to have happen. Mm-hmm. I, right. I like you, I am the oldest. So all the strict rules 
was on me, you know, I, and then by the time my youngest brother and we're 10 years apart, by the time he, he came into the picture, they're a little bit more relaxed, right? Because they've gone through everything, you know, with me and putting all the pressure really on me. But I also, there are some things, um, I have great parents. um, And of course, you know, we're not perfect humans. So there are some things that I decided that I would differently when I had children as well. And one of the things specifically that I always in my mind, I'm like, okay, do this different, do this different is what they would call talking back. So they would say that, you know, like if they would ask a question and I wouldn't want an explanation automatically it was talking back. And for me with my boys, it's, I allow them, I don't look at it like talking back. I allow them to express themselves. So I may ask something and they need either need clarification or they have another suggestions. And I allow that you know, and I don't look at it like talking back and it could be the smallest of things. Like it could be asking my oldest, um, I need you to take care of the dishes right now. And he could say, um, can you just give me two minutes? I just have to finish. I'll come right back. And that's completely fine with me. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's completely fine. But at the big, at first, I had to catch myself though, because at first (laughs) I'm, (laughs) I'm just being honest. I had to catch myself. Um, because at first I was like, I tilted my head like hold on now like I need this done now but then I'm like I want them to learn how to speak up for themselves and express themselves and if he is busy at the moment that is fine but I was not allowed to do that it was whatever needed to be done was ASAP right now yes yes and that was the same thing with my parents there was no like oh can you just wait a moment I need to no you need to do it now get it done now and because we said so I'd be like okay well with my kids it's kind of like okay um mom I'm just doing this right now okay can you get it done in the next 10 minutes Mm -hmm. yes you know and then if I find like if I'm in the second or third time of making the request and at that point now I'm annoyed right Right. my my voice (laughs) voice, there's a change in my tone uh my octave is a little higher but yes I do want to give them the ability to say like hey, to speak up for themselves, because I think that's okay. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Because if they have to learn how to speak up for themselves, like at home, right? It's, expect them not to say anything. But then when they go out there in the world, you you're forcing them to speak up for themselves. Like they exactly. have to learn that. Like it can't just be, oh, I don't, I'm not allowed to say anything here, but then out there, you want me to say everything and speak up. Right. Right. It's, a, it's so, like contradictory, right? Exactly. So for me, I always knew that that was one of the things that I wanted to be intentional about in my parenting to allow them to speak up and express yourself, uh, yes. especially um, with my teenager, like going through different changes and all of that, like, you know, figuring out who you are, loving yourself, all of those things. I just want to, I want him to be comfortable to speak to me. Um, and I feel that how can he be comfortable speaking to me if I don't even allow him to speak up for himself on the little things? Yes. Right. Absolutely. I, I agree with you on that. So that was something for me. Um, but I want to know what would be a piece of advice you would give to a stepmom who's having difficulty bonding with their teenage stepchildren? Oh, I, I would, I, I would definitely talk to the other parents um to find out like because that parent also knows their child best right Right. to find out like is there anything like to say like okay so you've seen our interactions what am I missing am I doing something wrong 
Like, can you give me some insight? Has the child, has, you know, he or she said anything to you mm-hmm. about kind of our interaction? And I think you have to be open that it may not always be positive. So be open to receive the information regardless of whatever it is and be willing yes. to put in the work. Yes. Because it's not going to happen overnight because some kids, you know, depending on like, you know, what stage you're coming into their, their lives at, like if they're a little bit older, there is that trust has to be um, developed and that relationship has to be developed. So don't expect, you know, instantly it's going to be, you know, all love. It, it could just, it could be very difficult, but grow into that, right? right? So I think it's really important to, to really be open and be really, and know that you're here for the long haul. Like it's not going to happen overnight. It's a journey and you got to be willing to go through the entire journey and, and write it out until the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it requires a lot of patience and understanding. Yes, yes, for sure, for sure. What is your relationship like with your stepdaughter now? I feel it's good, and I hope she would take the <laughs> She was over this week with her kids, and I actually wanted to ask her. You I should have. I should have. It didn't even occur to me. So uh, I, I feel we have a, a really great relationship. Um, she's a mom now. She's a mom of two. And I mean, at her age, I only had my son, but she does remind me so much of myself at that age. She's such a hard worker, um, like working and going to school full time, um, raising her two kids. She's a really, really great mom. Um, she's good at disciplining them and then also giving them the freedom to kind of showcase through their little personalities what who they are mm-hmm. um and then also trying to like maintain a little bit of a social life like you know hang out with her friends and such so she, she reminds me so much of myself um I'm, I'm insanely proud of her I'm, I'm really Aww. proud of the woman that she has become I've watched her grow grow up to who she is today and um yeah I I think we have a really really good relationship like our relationship I feel like is maybe different than the one that she has with her mom and her dad and she's close with both her parents Mm -hmm. but I I never went into um especially as she started getting older the mindset that I'm here to replace anybody like I I just wanted to be a third person um, a third adult that she could really lean on and talk to and seek support from anything um, or any topic, any anything that she was having, any challenges in her life that she maybe felt like she couldn't necessarily talk to her mom or dad about because maybe they would be coming from it, looking at it from the lens of they're her mom and dad, right? Exactly. Well, I will be looking at it from... I love her as a parent, but at the same time, I, I'm seeing her in a different lens and I'm seeing the situation in a different lens. So having that conversation, um, just giving her that space to know that she can come to me and talk to me about anything at any point. And, and she's done that. Like, sh- she's done that. Like, she'll call me and be like, oh, I have this problem with, and we will talk it out. And she'll be like, okay, I'll give that a try. Like, yeah, like we have a really good relationship amazing that's amazing to hear if you could do something differently in your stepmom journey what would it be gosh I don't even know if I would hmm. 
I don't know if I would do anything differently. Okay. Because with time, like her mom and I um, became friendly. Like, you know, like, and it was never like, oh my God, I hate you. No, right. it wasn't. It was never like that. But with time, especially as she got older, we connected more. Like, she was at my wedding, I was at her wedding recently. I, yeah, I don't think there would be, be anything I would do differently. Oh, that's um, I think I would just probably try and be more. I was thinking about it um, over the last week, be more intentional in spending more time with her. Mm. So like, I, I believe in dating my kids, yes. um, like dating my son. So like today, my youngest and I have like an entire day plan. I would do the same thing with my oldest son. And I feel like I, although she is an adult, I want to do that with her as well. Mm-hmm. You know, be super intentional and spending time with her um, and exposing her to maybe just different things, exposing her more to different things that maybe I enjoy that might not even be on her radar. Right. Um, those are the things I'd want to, yeah, those are the things I would do more of. Oh, that's nice. Well, there's no time like present, so take advantage and spend more quality time with her. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. So I want to switch gears now and talk about a very important topic. This is something I've been wanting to talk about on the podcast for a while now. And I'm so happy that I have a guest who's willing. So we don't often discuss this, but specifically step parenting in the black community. And Mm -hmm. there's just so much we can say about it, you know, from the lack of positive presentation of black stepmoms, um, expectations on black stepmoms, like, et cetera. There's so much we could talk about, but let's start with this. I've observed that, you know, many black stepmoms, like they don't even want to be acknowledged or say that they are stepmoms. Why do you think that is? I don't know. It's like there's almost a stigma to being a stepmom. And I just feel like it's, it's just another extension of yourself, right? Like you play an important, um, you have an important role in nurturing and raising this child and being a part of this child's life right Mm -hmm. so I'm not sure why we don't want to talk about it or um we yeah yeah I I just I don't know maybe it's because there's so much negativity attached to it but it's something that I find in our community that we don't talk about the positives of being a step-parent and really like focusing on that like we tend to highlight all the negative stuff attached to being a step parent and then I mean even before we get to that stage there's the whole baby mother baby father Mm -hmm. issue and and that in itself I don't even really care for those 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 titles um you know so yeah it's, it's just really interesting why it's not met with so much with a lot of positivity yeah because I mean in general like you said like there's a negative narrative for stepmoms but I just find that specifically for black stepmoms it's like we're even more so in hiding or maybe it's not hiding maybe it's where I'm not sure because I've I've had a few stepmom black stepmoms reach out to me um on you know my dms and say oh thank you for sharing that like I've been experiencing the same thing or you know, thank you for saying this or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, some of them are people that I've known like throughout my life. And I'm like, I did not even know you were a stepmom. Like what? 
you know, and it's like, they come to me in my DMs, right? And they're like, listening to the podcast, they're reading this stuff, but then they won't comment. They'll just, and it's almost as if like, I don't, I don't know. It's like, they don't want to say that they're a stepmom or it's like, they don't use that term. And maybe, I don't know, is it a hiding thing? Is it, uh, well, you know, we've, Black women have been used to taking care of other people's children. So it's like, we're not new to this, we're true to this. Like, I don't know right, which, right, which one right. it is, but I do find that we are less likely to proudly say that we're stepmoms um, compared to the white stepmoms. I just, that's yeah, just my I observation. I, and I agree with you. I, I, and I think it's a, it's a badge of honor because it's, it's not easy to walk into something that's kind of already like already prepared right mm-hmm. like you know this kid comes already ready made like they're already there right and they don't have any parts of you they are the makeup of two other people and they have their own personalities but they also have traits of their parents right so it's to me it's it's something to be celebrated because it's not it's not easy to step into that, right? It's a very big role to fill. Um, And there are a lot of expectations. There are expectations from like, you know, that child's um, both both parents, right? Mm -hmm. There's expectations from the person that you're your spouse in terms of how you deal with their child. And I'm sure there's expectations from that child's, you know, parent, other parents on, how you engage with their child. So it, it's not an easy role to walk into. So it, it definitely is something that should be celebrated, right. not ignored. I definitely agree. Something else that I thought about, um, I remember at work, a colleague of mine was talking about um, a family member who, okay, so, so she's white and she was talking about a family member who had a child with this, this Black man and how this Black man had a whole bunch of kids but a whole bunch of different women. And she said it like this, right? She's like a whole bunch of kids by a whole bunch of different women. Um, and then I thought to myself, wow, like the first of all, the fact that she had to make it known that he was a Black man before she said that. Right. And I was like, okay, so there's this, you know, negative thing also on Black men that they just father a whole bunch of different children with different women. And I remembered at that moment, I was, so now if I come out and say I'm a stepmom and I have two stepkids, are you going to look at my husband in that way? Right. Right. Are are you going to look at my husband like, oh, just another black man who had children. You know what I mean? It's like, are you going to look at him in that way? And the way, like she, she said that about that relative, it made me feel like, wow, like the way they look at black men sometimes and that, you know, stereotype that they, father a whole bunch of children and I'm yeah, like is or they that don't a, take care of their kids. or they don't take care right. of their kid right and then another woman comes to the picture and is that why some stepmoms don't even bother saying that the stepmoms and that their husband or the boyfriend or whatever has you know children from a different woman like is that part of it I don't know I, it could it could be maybe it also requires too much explanation yes like so they just don't even bother want to bother explaining like oh Oh, so she's not your daughter. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So how did that happen? It's just like, oh Lord. Like, you know, I, I don't really <laughs> want to get into all that. Like, you know, it is she's here and she's my daughter. Like, you don't need to know all the nitty-gritty. So maybe that's it could be a part of that. Like, you know, just not wanting to have to constantly explain or over-explain or 
get into like, well, what's the relationship like with her mom or, you know, it's like, I hate that question. It's fine. By the way. <laughs> like, it's fine. It's fine. Like, what is it you want to know? It's, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, you know, like, what, what can I tell you? Yeah, I hate that question. But like now I just started explaining it because what was happening to me, I would say, okay, so um, I have sons and these are their ages and they're like, but how old are you? And then they would kind of look at me like, hmm, you know? And then, so I just started saying they were wedding gifts. Done. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. And that's it. That's like whether one. you're going to get it, you're not going to get it. Like I'm done. Right. And then if, you know, then I'm like, okay, I'm a stepmom. <laughs> that's it. Right. That's a good one. They're a wedding gift. That's awesome. I like that one. <laughs> yeah. So I was talking to another, uh, a fellow Black stepmom, and she was saying how she even noticed the difference between how Black stepmoms were treated in these stepmom like online groups right like the difference really yes yes and and that's something I never thought of but she said that she noticed even how they were treated differently um she was saying that when like a white stepmom would like you know vent out her frustration in the group or whatnot there was compassion there was you know sympathy but then if the black stepmom like the black stepmom was not awarded that same grace right and I mean of course we can discuss you know all the other reason why that could be of course but like specifically in the step parenting world do you agree or believe that there's an expectation for black women to become like the black stepmom to become instant mom and it's like they automatically I do stepchildren I I I do I think it's just Mm -hmm. this idea of that black women are like we're nurturers we're, we're caretakers we take care of other people's children so I think there is an expectation that it's just going to automatically click and if it's not clicking then what there's there's a problem um yeah yeah, so I so I do believe that there is a different again it goes back to that double standard right Mm -hmm. like we are just expected to welcome said guy with his six children and love them all and it's supposed to be fine well, we wouldn't be allowed that same grace, most likely. It'd be all kinds of, you sure you want to be with her and her six kids and all those types of stuff. So I think it, yeah, I think it's just really like, we are just not allowed the same grace as other cultures to, like, it's just automatically expected that we will love and, and be good caretakers when that may not always be the case. Yeah, we're, we're definitely not given, you know, much room or grace to go a phase where we're figuring out the stepmom thing right it's like we automatically like oh you you got with him boom those are your children and it's like we we don't have a grace period or we're just we we can't express for our frustration or vent because let's be real when a black woman would say yeah those are my stepkids like hmm but if a white woman said those are my stepkids it's okay cool right and I think it ties into this idea that maybe just as black women we are just you know, this strong, we just are able to deal with any and everything. So it's just automatically in this regards, we're not given the grace mm-hmm. that other, you know, let's say white women are given in this particular matter, because, you know, we, we do everything and we do everything well, and it's expected that we're going to do it. And we're going to, you know, persevere, no matter how hard it is that we'll struggle life, we're going to struggle through it. But we're going to do it with a smile on our face and, you know, and not be allowed to I'm given the space to vent like our frustrations, our 
stresses, our worry, um, you know, our fears about being a set parent. Mm -hmm. Well, listen, I, as a Black stepmom, would like to say that I would like the same compassion and grace. (laughs) 100%, because it's it's not easy, right? It, It really is not easy. Um, because you're dealing with the child, then you're also dealing with yourself, and then you're also dealing with um, their, you know, their parent, the other parent, and boundaries and walking that fine line, and you know, what are you allowed to discipline? Are you not allowed to discipline? Is that the right advice? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what is her mom going to be upset if I say that, or I've told her to do that. Like, oh, geez, what, like, you know, the, there's a lot of, like, a lot of, a lot of thought that goes into it. And yeah, like, it, there's just a lot that goes in it and it's not an easy job. It's not an easy role to, to be in. Not at all. How do you think um, people of other cultures and races, how do you think, or even within our own community, how can we provide more support to the Black stepmom? I think it's something that we just need to have. So like forums like this are really great. Just really talking about it and talking about the struggles and the highs and lows of it. Also showcasing, you know, maybe step parents or like, you know, that moms or dads and their children who have um, maintained positive, amazing relationships and highlight those people to say like, you know, I'm an adult, like, you know, I'm 40 years old and my that dad has been there since I was 10. And, you know, we had this one fantastic relationship. I think it's really important to highlight that families can look really, really different and they are different and it's okay, especially in our community. Right. Yeah, I agree with that a thousand percent. Okay, so I want to ask you, what has being a stepmom taught you about yourself? Um, my capacity to love is endless. Ooh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, that my that there are no bounds or limitations on how I love and how I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, I love her like she's my own. I, I don't think of anything different. Like she's like, I, I worry if she, you know, I want, I, I worry if she's okay, how she's doing, if she's, you know, how's school going, how's work, how, how you know, like, I, I worry about her. Like I worry about my own kids, you know? Um, so for me that what it's taught me is that there's, there's no capacity. There's no end to my love. It's, it's just, it's not with any expectations. Well, she's not mine. So I can only love her like to this limit or she did this, but you know what? She, she's not biologically my child. So it doesn't even matter. Like, no, like I love her and treat her like she came from me mm-hmm. and I, I don't see it any, I don't see it any different. That's beautiful. And of course, you know, that was a journey. It wasn't like that right away. And I just want the listeners to know, like, you're not going to get there right away. That it No, you're absolutely not. Because my husband and I have been married, what, I think maybe this year might be 13 years. And we've been together for say, about 15, 16. Mm-hmm. So it definitely is a journey. It yeah. doesn't happen overnight. Um, it, it takes time. But um, there's so much reward at the end of it, right? Because um, even now when I'm thinking, like, doing future planning and you know if I'm not here Mm -hmm. um what does that look like and I have those conversations with her like if I'm not here 
um, something happens to me or your dad, like it's important that you look out for your brothers and, you know, and here's what we have like, you know, arranged and like, she, she's a part of our family. She may not live with us. We may not see her every day, but that she's very, very much a part of our family. And if there's major decisions that are to be made or it's looping her in and saying like, hey, this is what's going on. Like, what are your thoughts and opinion on that? Or, you know, sometimes I even call her like, hey, your brother's having a really hard time. Do you mind calling him? And she speaks to her siblings, you know, although there's like, not so much my oldest, like um, my son and her, like their age gap is maybe about five years, maybe six years. But my little one, he's 10. She's like 25, 26, mm-hmm. right? Um, so they, you know, so there's this, there's that large age gap for them, mm-hmm. but she calls and checks in on them, hangs out with them, makes sure they're okay. So I, I love the relationship that how it's evolved over the years. That's beautiful. Well, you are a positive representation of a Black stepmom and your family is a positive representation of a Black blended family. So it's beautiful to see and to hear. So thank you for sharing that. So we're coming to the end of this podcast episode. I want to ask you, well, you know, plus her journey, it's all about supporting, encouraging, and uplifting Mm -hmm. stepmoms along the journey. We're sharing their stories and we're trying to change the evil stepmom narrative. So my last question for you is how can we change the evil stepmom narrative? I think by showcasing positive stepmoms and positive Black blended families that exist and talk about it and talk about the highs and lows. Um, it's important to be authentic and transparent that it's not easy, but there are so many um, benefits to bringing a family together, to bringing two existing families to become one. It, it can be done amazingly. Like it can be such a blessing if everyone is just willing to be open, um, you know, receive everything with an open heart, be open, be transparent. And just really, really just love, just have all go into it with endless amount of love and no real expectations, obviously expectations of like, you know, respect, but just no expectations of like, okay, this kid did something bad. The kid did something bad and you're willing to write them off, like love them like you would love your own children. Yes, absolutely. Well, Nikki, I want to thank you for your willingness to share parts of your journey with us today. And thank you for being willing to discuss step parenting in the Black community. I've been wanting to talk about this for so long. So I'm so happy that I've had this discussion with you. And of course, there's so much we can talk about, you know, when it comes to this. But for now, the listeners and myself, you know, we have a <laughs> we have a lot to process, we have a lot to digest. So, you know, right. for now, we'll keep it there. You know, the stepmom journey, we all know it's not easy, but if we all come together, no judgment, you know, more understanding and encouraging each other, we will all be better for it. So thank you so much for being a positive representation. Like I said, thank you for sharing your story because you are definitely a source of hope and light for another stepmom Mm -hmm. today. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it and the platform to share my journey of being a stepmom and having a blended family has been like hey stepmamas and truth seekers it is that time we have come to the end 
of season two and I just wanted to take a quick minute to thank you all for tuning in and listening to these lovely stepmom stories. I believe that every story shared on season two gave a unique insight in the world of step parenting and especially the stepmom journey. I hope that you all learned something new. Um, I hope that you felt validated and for the truth seekers most importantly i hope that you found new ways that you can provide some support to a stepmom in your life to my fellow stepmamas thank you so much for your willingness to open up and share parts of your stepmom journey it's not easy to open up and share our journey um the hard parts especially but i am so incredibly grateful for your willingness to share your story because i believe that your story was a source of hope for a fellow stepmom so thank you to all of the stepmoms who are willing to open up and share their stories and giving us words of encouragement shared with us their lessons learned the advice the laughs and at times the moment of reflection that we truly needed thank you thank you thank you to all for being on this mission with me to change the evil stepmom narrative my hope is that we continue to band together to encourage to uplift and support one another we are all on this journey together one step at a time one day at a time thank you so much until next time